is Off the Ropes with John and Josh. I am Josh. And, uh, howdy, partner. I'm, uh, John Wayne. Pretty sure you're not. What the hell? How come I can never be anybody that I want to be? When I was a kid, my mom said I could be whatever I want to be when I grow up. I mean, if you want to be a dead cowboy movie star guy, go right ahead. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. Welcome to the first Thanksgiving, partner. But I think the government might have a problem with that. Well, then who the hell am I? You, sir. Not whoever you want to be. Except for John Wayne. Okay, well, what? Just follow me here. Crazy idea. What if I was a guy who had three sons and married a chick who had three daughters? Now, do you have a maid? Sure, why not? And just or because is that funny? just your last name? <laughs> That's Rock right, everybody. Law. We are back with our crazy shenanigans yet again. And we are here uh, with not an episode like we had a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that was our WrestleMania episode. We broke down a pay-per-view. So when it's in between these big WWE pay-per-views, we decided we're going to kind of bring you the news, what we used to call Breaking Cave Yeah. So we got a whole bunch of news. There's been a lot of stuff in the last like week or so. Oh, my God. It's been a crazy week for the WWE alone. Yeah, it's been nuts. And we will get into all of this crazy stuff. But first, we have decided we want to give you a little bit of extra content as well. So we are going to bring you some reviews of some other WWE content that has dropped over the last two weeks. Uh, that This will include... Uh, Edge the Second Mountain, which is uh, the documentary from WWE 24. The Big Show Show, which is the Big Show's new sitcom on Netflix. Which was the, actually, you know, pretty good. The Main Event, which is a movie on Netflix done by WWE Studios. And I'll be talking about the new Quibi series, uh, Fight Like a Girl. Ooh. So, yeah, so let's get into things. Uh, I really want to know your, your full thoughts, John, on this Edge documentary. I know... Edge is one of your favorites, and I, I watched it right after WrestleMania. Yeah, you got to watch it right after Mania. I yeah. sadly, I waited a few days. And I really wanted to get your, your thoughts on camera uh, of this documentary about this this guy who you have loved for most, if not all, of his career. Uh, I wouldn't say all his career. I sadly wasn't introduced until Edge until his 2002 return. But, I, I mean, I've been a fan since 2002. So at least 18 years. It's a long um, time. I was really sad in 2000, what was it, 2011, when he had to announce retirement. 2009. So, 2009. Yeah. See, even longer. And, I mean, it is what it is. He had to retire. I mean, he was forced to retire. He didn't choose to retire like some of these guys. Yeah. Um, when the doctor tells you you can't do something, that's, that's all there is to it. So... When you told me that the new 24 series was doing the documentary on Edge, you know, you know I had to check it out. So, overall, I thought it was well done. I thought the opening to let you know that the documentary was originally supposed to be one thing. And now it's a whole nother thing. And it's the whole build-up back to the return of the, the Royal Rumble. I loved it. I thought it was well shot. I, I think it's well done. It's really cool to see... 
there's the couple of moments where like he's going through the letters and uh, like all the artwork that he has that his mom has saved over the years. Yeah, it's really cool to see some of his like sketches had become like like actual ring gear, and then they were like put uh, posting the ring gear shots on the picture, like with the picture. So you were seeing that. Uh, really sad to hear that his mom passed away because I know that you know Edge was really really close with his mom. Um, so that's a really sad moment. But overall, I really loved it. I'm really glad that Edge is back. I, I don't really, I don't want to overhype it because some people aren't a fan of, of like a fan. So you know, it's teach their own. Yeah. I love the documentary. I am glad to see that Edge is back home. Uh, for how long, who knows? But I was reading an article that says WWE, as of right now, with no audience, is going to use him sparingly. I mean, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just brought him back. You wanna, you wanna save someone like Edge for when you actually have a crowd and something that will draw. So I totally get that. Um, but yeah, I agree. This this documentary was fantastic. Um, they they really showcased him as a person, not just as Edge, but as Adam Copeland. Yeah. You know, and it. I thought it was fascinating that you know it started out as this documentary about. You know, stepping away from the business and, and what happens after that kind of like life after wrestling, um, and then it turned into something more. That spark came back, and, and it became this documentary about his return. And I really loved that, and I thought that it was shot extremely well. Um, you know, seeing what the WWE was willing to do for him, giving him a ring and all this stuff. It was yeah, I really I really loved it. Uh, now, one I mean, thing you had said when we were talking before we started filming was that you were unaware of the SummerSlam moment with Elias, correct? Yeah, I hadn't started re-watching, and I, and I, did, I hadn't watched that, that pay-per-view event, so I didn't even realize that he had shown up at SummerSlam uh, to, and wound up spearing Elias, and I thought oh, that whole story was, too. Was, uh, was kind of awesome to hear that that wasn't the plan. You know, that, it was just, that, that was the feeling in the moment. He felt that, to do that, was the right thing to do in the moment for his I, I character. mean, when the moment calls, yeah. you know it. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, hearing him say, you know, I, you know, I'm coming back, but, you know, you're not going to see me climbing ladders and going through tables covered in thumbtacks and all this stuff. And then what does he do? WrestleMania yeah. goes up a ladder onto a big, onto this thing and jumps off onto a table with where Randy Orton is. And it was crazy, yeah. too, because, I mean, yeah. And I love that not only do you see, like you said, not only do you see the story arc of that and, like, they, they take and show you the, the reverse side, I love that you get to see the caring side from Beth. You know, yeah. like, she's really worried about him going back to the business. Um, I mean, you figure she's best friends with Natty. Natty's husband is now unable to do what he loves. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. yeah and speaking of Beth, you know, after... WrestleMania, or at least after the match, I don't know exactly what like what time she posted this on Twitter, but she posted um, like a picture or like a clip from that match, saying uh, essentially quoting what he said in the documentary about the no uh, climbing no ladders. You know, I was like, I thought you said you weren't going to climb any more ladders, and then he he like responded to it, sorry, and I thought that was hilarious. That they're like that little bit of banter back and forth on, on Twitter between the two of them about it. I thought that was pretty fun. So the next thing that we're going to talk about is the new Netflix series, The Big Show Show. This is a traditional uh, multicam family sitcom 
starring the Big Show as himself. It's a you know a fictionalized version of himself. He is a he's a father of three children, remarried. Uh, his first child was with his first wife, and this is exactly the same as the real Big Show. You know, yep. he, you know, I looked every, I looked all this stuff up. I was like, they they took his life and turned it into this this sitcom, which I thought was interesting. Um, I was I was kind of almost expecting it. Like I, I said to you, I was expecting it to be more, kind of more like the ranch, but not not with like all the swearing and stuff. But story arc wise, I expected it to be more like the ranch, but it was more. It was it was really it was just a traditional, multi cam family sitcom. Which yeah, I mean, I'm I was, not saying that that's a bad thing, but it took me by surprise, and I thought I, I feel like they could have done more with it. But I what agree. were your thoughts of this? I mean, I'm not I'm not a hater of the show. I thought the show was at least well filmed. Um, it definitely had its moments where you laughed along with it, you felt bad for a couple of the characters. Yeah. Uh, one one of the major drawbacks I personally saw in the show was only one episode. Do you actually get any other wrestlers? Yeah, and it's um, way at the end. Yeah. Like, yeah. episode six or seven. I would have thought that they would have at least put a few more in the show just for, yeah. like, a... I mean, they a mention year. a few. Like, they mention, I mean, they mention a couple in the first episode, and they mention some in, the, in some of the other episodes. But, yeah, you don't actually see any until... It's like, like I said, it's either six or seven. Yeah, it's it's the cruise. Yeah, the cruise. Which episode. is a WWE cruise. And, and, then, and see... then they just they just piled them all into that episode, you know? Yep. I would have rather seen them kind of sprinkled throughout, you know, maybe have you know, one here, a couple there, just do it that way instead of, I feel like there was like five of them or something. Oh, uh, there was three of them in that episode. Was it just three? It was, oh, it was felt like uh, Mark Henry, Rikishi, and Mick Foley. Yeah, okay. For some reason, I felt like there was somebody else, but yeah. Um, I mean, in general, I liked the show. I thought as far as these types of sitcoms go, it was it was, it was one of the better ones. I've watched I, a lot of these family sitcoms throughout the years, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I I was shocked by how good Big Show was in this, like how good his acting was, and I didn't know he had that in him. I thought that was really cool now, to see. He's I know funny. we're focused on the wrestling side of it, but flip the coin for just a second. How did you like Urkel playing a non-Urkel character? Yeah, Jaleel White was was great. Um, it was a different side, and it, and it was different from what we saw in, in Family Matters. It wasn't Urkel. It wasn't Stefan. You know, it, it was something different. It, it was probably more him. You know probably. I, mean? I, I don't know him personally. it was still funny. Yeah. I, like, I thought he, he did a good job. He added a great element of humor to that where sometimes Big Show's uh, direction or dialect did not deliver. Yeah. And it, it kind of almost, like, brought the Big Show kind of grounded him a bit more made him a bit more relatable having this kind of normal friend who who's a little goofy at times and you know isn't this like i mean he tries to be macho but he's really not like they should that that scene where he's lifting weights yes and, and shows spotting him and he lets go and he just he literally can't do one rep with it yeah you know it's after it's, saying it's how he was fun. gonna like just push yeah. it all mm-hmm. yeah yeah i really thought that it helped to, like i said it helped to ground him and make him more relatable, and uh, and he did a good job. I, I really enjoyed watching his performance. Now, you know, there were some issues with the show. Uh, I, I know I talked to you about this. That that pilot episode. I mean, the pilot was 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 good, but you essentially throw the whole thing away. Yep. Um. A- after that first 
episode. You get into the second episode, and right away they're already contradicting themselves. The, the, you know, in that pilot episode, we see the daughter was promised a room of her own, and she has to share it with her little sister. You know, and it's like this big whole thing about how she wanted her own space. You know, and it was a major part of that episode, and so was her joining the hockey team, finding a way to join the hockey team. Those are the two key points of that show, of that episode. Then you get to the second episode, and she's like, I've never shared a room with anybody before, and then lets the middle sister share the room with her. And I'm yep. just like, you literally just fought to have your own room. Yeah. So it's like, and they never go back to the hockey thing. Nope, not I even know once. You, I know you said you spotted on the on the whiteboard or whatever yep. that says hockey practice. I didn't. I never noticed it. Yeah, but. it's on the board that's behind them when they're in the kitchen, and like it's literally just um, it's an afterthought in the background, yeah. which is really crazy because, like you said, it was such a big deal. It was so big to her in that first in that, in that pilot episode, and you never see her do anything with it. You never she didn't. They never do another practice. You even see the coach a few times. Like yep. he he. He teaches her um, – he's like the driving instructor as well. Yep. And they're in the car together, and they don't even talk about hockey. Well, I'm just like, I, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. I just <laughs> – it kind of threw me off, like how – like I know a lot of shows, their pilot episodes change. You know, like – or I should say the stuff from the pilot episode doesn't stick around. It's kind of like a, like a test run, you know, a it lot is. of times. And I get that. But these – with Netflix shows, knowing that they drop all at one time, you would think that if they weren't going to keep stuff from the pilot episode, they should that they would reshoot that thing. I agree. You know? um, I mean, a hundred percent agree. For for instance, The Big Bang Theory reshot their pilot episode twice. There are three pilot episodes total. Wow! I've seen all of them, and the very first one is completely different. Only thing that's the same, Leonard and Sheldon. None, nothing else is the same. There's no Raj. There's no Howard. There's no Penny. The the apartment's completely different. There's a completely different girl. It, uh, this whole thing is different. It's weird as hell. Uh, yeah. So like, I understand them changing stuff, but reshoot the pilot then, or tr- really, or try a little harder to alter and keep stuff in. Like bring hockey in mention it say oh hey how was hockey practice oh yeah it was great and then move on one like we always say one line of dialogue is all one line of dialogue that's all it takes but um did you have any other types of gripes about the show not really like i said i thought it was pretty decent minus the small continuity errors um it was really good to see big show doing something outside of wrestling even though it was still wrestling related Yeah. Hopefully it'll get a second season and we'll see it uh, fix itself up a little bit. Yeah. Um, one thing I really wanted to, that I did like about it, um, this is one little reference that was made. Uh, they made a Pulp Fiction reference in it. Uh, and it's 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 for kind of nothing. It, just, it doesn't go very far. But it's um, the middle sister says, get me the wolf. And she says it a couple times, like, are you the wolf when the guy shows up? And it's a Pulp Fiction. And I don't know, as soon as I heard it, I was like, holy shit, they're over here freaking referencing Pulp Fiction in this random <laughs> show. I thought it was it was kind of random, but I loved it. Um, and I wanted to talk real quick about that, uh, that what I'm going to call the It's a Wonderful Life episode, where um, he gets hit in the head with the chair yes. and kind of sees his life if he had never 
quit wrestling. I don't know. I thought that was fascinating. Um, I've seen a lot of shows take that trope from from that movie and, and use it for their own. But I thought they did a really cool job with this, doing something a little bit different. What, what did you think about that one? Uh, wow, <laughs> throw, throw me in front of a bus because I did not expect that to be one of the moments you picked out. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, it was it was an interesting take on the whole what could have happened. I would have loved to have seen that have been one of the moments where some superstars were added in and they shot some, like, fake WWE footage. And, like, maybe Big Show wins another world title. Maybe there's, like, a, a Royal Rumble appearance and, like, you're just throwing some guys over. Yeah. Uh, but it was... Neat, yeah. yeah, but, I mean, it is. And I understand his family had a huge impact on him coming home. Fictional... Or the real family. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And, you know, you got to understand, it's only a, what, 22-minute show? Yeah. So you can't, you can't cram too much into it. Well, especially because there was only eight episodes. That doesn't yeah. help either. I mean, it's not like it had 22 episodes to tell you a fun season story. That's true. Yeah, it did, it did feel a little bit rushed toward the end when they're trying to deal with that in the last couple episodes. But yeah, uh, we'll see if it, if people dug it, I guess it was, um, in the, the Netflix top 10 Yeah, at, at one point. So I was like, hey, yeah, when I went to watch cool. it, it was definitely top 10. So maybe they'll give it like a, a larger season run for the next part or whatever. So that's, hey, yeah, that'll be cool. Um, okay. So then speaking of Netflix, they, cool. they launched another WWE product, uh, that same week. It was that week after WrestleMania, and it was this movie called The Main Event. Uh, interesting film, <laughs> to say the least. It is, I guess the genre would be family film, family fantasy-ish. Family kind fantasy, of film, definitely. I guess. Uh, the story's about this, this kid who, uh, he's a huge wrestling fan, and he finds this magical luchador mask that makes him like super strong and fast and, and, and all this stuff, and he winds up trying out for NXT. Yep. Uh, and they come to his hometown. Yeah. They uh, they promise 50 grand to the winner of this tournament and, a contract, and an NXT yeah. contract. Yeah. And it's actually, it was, I thought it was well done that they actually used real NXT superstars too. Dude, they had, uh, there were so many people in this movie. Like, the thing that we were complaining about with the Big Show show, exact opposite here. Oh, absolutely. You know, tons of people. Tons of yeah, well, I mean, NXT superstars, regular roster WWE yep. guys, so uh, so much stuff going on. In now, this out of all the people who appeared, because I know you're a Miz fan, so we're going to take Miz off the table. <laughs> who was your favorite appearance in the movie? A favorite appearance? Uh, Kofi's was really, really good. Yeah, I, I thought Kofi's was pretty motivational. Um, Otis's was really good. And Keith Lee's was really good. I loved Keith Lee. Yeah, Keith Dude, Lee. Dude, got to show his agility in the ring and everything. Yeah, he got to play a character called Smooth Operator, and he got to sing and stuff. It was really cool. I really dug it. I um, felt bad for Otis's character only because of the gas part. Like, yeah. the rest of it was actually pretty well put together. Yeah, and it's he, kind of funny, because a throwback to our last episode, I mentioned how I thought it was really cool that Otis wrestles in trunks. Yeah. Yeah, in this movie, he wore a singlet. Yep. Yeah, Otis's character's name was Stinkface, and I literally, in my notes, I literally wrote, really? A super fart from Otis? Seriously? <laughs> that's that's exactly what I wrote, because I'm just like, 
like I understand their the stuff that they are doing in this movie. It's it almost feels like well hey maybe this kid is just maybe he got knocked out and he's dreaming, you know what I mean? Because it would it would make more sense, you know, uh, with some of the stuff that's that's being done, some of the effects or wh- whatever you want to call it. Some of the the like high flying, I'm guessing, is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, that uh, kind of stuff. And then that yeah. that fart thing that like Otis is fart. Well, okay, stink face is this like super fart. And Leo, who's the the main kid, he, he's like it literally being blown out of the ring and holding onto the rope <laughs> so that he doesn't fly away. Like he he does. Stink face doesn't even have magical powers. You know what I mean? Like unlike Leo's mask does. Uh, Lee, Leo's name, the uh, Kid Chaos. I thought that was a pretty, pretty good name. I don't know. What do you think about that? I, Kid I like Chaos. That. Kid Chaos. Yeah, I thought that was a well, well designed little name. I loved the grandmother being like a yes. huge supporter. She loves the WWE. She has the passion. Um, yeah. she's on a show. Know. She's on a show that I watch called The Neighborhood with um, uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty. She she pretty much acts the exact same way, um, but I love her. You know, she's hilarious in both of these things. So, um, and I I really dug. And like the, the guy who plays the dad, he's in a couple of shows that I watch as well. He's in uh, Happy Endings that's not on anymore, and then he's in one called Indebted with Fran Drescher. Um, and uh, oh, it's also got what's her name? Uh, is it Meg, the the crazy chick from How I Met Your Mother? Ted's yeah. last girlfriend before he meets Tracy. Yeah, yeah. whatever her whatever her name is. Uh, she she's in indebted as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was nice to see. But yeah, she was really good. I really liked her uh, in it. I um like I said, I I didn't have any issues with the movie overall. I I, I got the suspended disbelief. You know, wrestling is yeah. all about the theatrics anyway. So I could I could play into it enough to appreciate a, a kids movie. Um. Yeah. The the only thing I picked apart, and it was stupid to pick apart, was did you notice that the steel cage was literally like 30 feet high? Yeah, it was super, super. Yeah, high. it was definitely bigger than any steel cage I've ever seen before. Yeah, I kind of want to see him use that thing. That would be kind of cool. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Um, and um, so when I was watching it, they show this, this giant-sized character, Samson. Yes. And I'm like, I've never seen this guy. And I'm like, this dude must be a wrestler. There's no freaking way that he's not. And I looked he's it up. He, I can't remember what his name was. But, yeah, he was uh, apparently he's an NXT guy. Most, like, a lot of them were. Um, like, the one girl wrestler that you see, that's, oh, Ma- that's Maya Yim. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. I was like, I was like, she looks super familiar. And it, it made sense because I literally just watched a match with yep. her. Like, She's actually a very before. talented wrestler as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was a huge dude. He was, man. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, how did I miss this guy? I couldn't. I, <laughs> to I just, quote Joey Styles, oh my God! Yeah. Um, something real quick I wanted to mention that I noticed uh, because I had watched the Big Show show and then pretty much just watched this like almost right away. The kid who plays Taylor Swift, and, and no people, not the singer, but ta- <laughs> there's a there's a boy whose name is Taylor Swift in the Big Show show. He's one of the bullies in the main event. He's he's, he? the, he's the black kid who's the bully. Oh, the no three. worry. I didn't even catch yeah, that. Yeah, it's the same actor. I was like, huh. 
I guess WWE reusing uh, their kid actors over a year. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. It was a fast repackaging. Yeah, and then the last thing that I want to mention that I loved about this, Renee Young and Corey Graves. Yes, their banter was amazing. It reminded me of like the commentators from movies like like Dodgeball and Pitch Perfect, like that kind of thing. Where Renee's just fucking beanbagging him all freaking uh, every oh, time love, you show them. It's hilarious. I love how her reference to, like, he's like, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a great night. And her instant reaction, someone's going to die. Yeah, and he's somebody like, no, might no. die. <laughs> I was like, that, I literally had to pause the movie because I was, it just, it made me laugh so much I didn't want to miss anything. <laughs> yeah, she was great. And it was such a small part, but she was fantastic in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so overall, yeah, I, I really dug it. Um, I, I think you have to go into it knowing that it's not it's not like a – it's not ready to rumble. You know what I mean? It's not like – it's aimed for kids, like kids. No, you're right. The acting ready to rumble was way worse. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's, it's really not like adult humor – centric no no this is definitely more of a kids movie if that's what you're looking for you're in the wrong place so you go and look go into it kind of knowing that it's it's like one of those like made for tv it's like almost like a disney channel movie kind of yeah you know what i mean those like disney friday night movies but i mean you're also listening to two 35 year old adults talk about how we both just watched a kids movie so yeah. I mean, maybe and, we're just and watched Otis with a super fart and, and thought it was kind of funny but kind of stupid at the same I'm time. I'm not gonna laugh. I I mean, lie. I laughed. I mean, I laughed, but I also was like, really, this is kind of stupid. It was, but, <laughs> but I, mean... I I laugh at a lot of stupid things. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's just kind of how it is. Um, so the last review that uh, I want to go over is one that I know you haven't watched yet. Yeah, but go ahead. It is a show called Fight Like a Girl. It is on uh, a new, brand new streaming service called Quibi. Um, what their their whole deal is that all of their content is ten minutes or less. So it's small, like almost like webisode type stuff. And Fight Like a Girl, what it is is um, they take ten women and they pair them up with uh, female superstars to. It's not about like training for to be a wrestler. It's about fixing your life, uh, and I and I think that's really cool. Um, so like they had a lot a lot of different uh, superstars in it. Uh, Stephanie McMahon is is like the main host of it. She's the one who like uh, you know like find found the girls and like kind of talks to them at the end and everything. Uh, but they have you know Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, uh, Natalia, Sasha Banks, Sonya Deville. Uh, I guess Nia Jax is going to be in an episode, the Bell and the Bellas. Um, right now, by, by at the point of this recording, there's seven episodes up uh, so far. I think there's going to be ten because they say that there's ten girls, so it would make sense that there'd be ten episodes because they do one episode for each person. Um, so the first episode that uh, I watched was uh, Sasha Banks, and it dealt with like self-esteem and abandonment issues. And they pair these girls up with the superstars that they do because these girls, these superstars have dealt with these same issues, you know? So like, uh, Sasha talks about how, um, her, I think it was her father left when she was young. She was like five years old, you know? So stuff like that. Um, 
the Bellas do one about dealing with loss. This is woman who lost her mother. Uh, Becky Lynch does one, which was really good about weight issues and bullying. Uh, and actually the woman who they chose for that issue is the fiance of, of one of the guys who writes for me, uh, at DC comics news. I was like, so I, was, I thought that was really cool. Uh, and he was in the episode at the end. Um, but my favorite episode so far of the seven was the Alexa bliss episode It's episode number four and it dealt with eating disorders. This girl, uh, she was anorexic, you know, wouldn't eat stuff like that. Apparently Alexa bliss had the same issues when she was, when she was younger. And the problem that I have found with these, cause they're only like seven to eight minute long episodes and it's like a 10 week transformation. So, you know, they meet these girls, they talk, and then they show a quick montage of them, like, doing essentially some wrestling-type training. But that, you know, it's strength training and stuff like that, a little bit of in-ring work. But it's not that's not the purpose. It's just because that's what they have. They're doing all this at the Performance Center. Um, so you don't get, for most of the episodes, you don't really get an attachment to these people. You know what I mean? Because it's so short. You know, you're not seeing their you're not really seeing their transformation if it was like a half hour 45 minute long episode where you could really go and see that 10 weeks i think you'd really kind of you'd feel for these people at the end but most of it it's just like okay that's cool they helped this person great okay cool you know you got to see you know a, a superstar whatever it is neat but this one with alexa bliss like it was it got real emotional and like powerful in just the like seven minutes that it was and so like if if you guys are going to watch even just one episode i highly recommend that one it, it, it was really good yeah well, that's really <laughs> i don't know if place. it's something that you would even go and watch but i figured since i had the opportunity to check it out i would talk about it while I, was here. I mean i would probably at least check a couple of the episodes out you definitely sold me on the alexa bliss episode yeah it, it was really good i really dug it all right so that is all we have for reviews unless john unless you have anything else that you would like to add no, I really want to start digging into this uh, this week of amazing and yet controversial. Yeah. Okay, so we got all kinds of news, and this is this is spanning all the way back to right after WrestleMania. So in the last two weeks that we have had. Yeah. So the first one that I want to talk about is the oldest story happened literally, like the news of it came out literally the day after Mania. Rhea Ripley. Not able to renew her visa, had to return to Australia, and that was why she wound up having to lose uh, the title at WrestleMania. John, yeah. what are your thoughts on this? Well, you know, let me tell you something, brother. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a little distraught by this whole thing, because, you know, I, I was really behind Rhea Ripley. I wanted her to retain the t- uh, title at Mania. I thought the match that her and Charlotte put on was an amazing fight. Yeah. Um, it obviously explains a little bit more as to why the fight looked a little bit more not so giving. Yeah. I guarantee you, Rhea were... Ripley probably didn't want to drop that title. Yeah, they were um, putting it all out there on that match, man. I mean, a work visa is not something that you can just mess around with. It's it's one of those things that's governmental. And, I mean, WWE, unless they're going to keep her on TV and stuff, uh uh, which obviously that means they had no plans for her really after Mania because that means they could. They might been... not have had a, a choice, you know. It might have been because of this whole pandemic thing. 
they may not have been renewing visas i don't i don't know how how it all works to be honest with you i don't know what the exact reason why she couldn't get it um but yeah it's it's a bummer it is it's crazy and i it's i didn't really i didn't i didn't know much about her until this this build up to mania and i was like i dig this chick yeah. And now, and now she's gone. <laughs> I'm just like, Well, it's fuck. crazy, too, because she had been going with a... Um, she'd been having issues with the WWE anyway. She wanted to get a tattoo, and they told her no because it was going to be visible. Um, and they were like, yeah, you know, we can't really have this right now. So she started a leg piece over the other pieces she wanted to do, which I, I believe was, like, a uh, full sleeve. And they were just like, No. So, I mean, it was really just a downhill battle for her that she couldn't get the tattoo she wanted to get. Now she's dropping the title at Mania. Work visa can't get renewed. All I can say is, is in due time, I hope we see her back in the WWE ring because I think she's got potential. Yeah, I, I hope so, too. Especially, if you know, if if this whole pandemic thing kind of clears up, I mean, who, who knows how long it'll be. Um, but, you know, if and when it finally does kind of clear up, hopefully we'll be able to get her back in, in the ring. Uh, okay, so the next story, uh, it's tangentially related to the WWE. Uh, it's not technically wrestling related, but it's definitely Vince McMahon related. Uh, the XFL, you know. Yeah, that was crazy. Officially laid off all of their employees and suspended all operations. So what I call the XFL version 2, gone. <laughs> I feel like quicker than the first one. Let, let me ask this, though. Anybody shocked? No. I didn't watch the original XFL. I didn't watch any of this new XFL. Yeah. It was, no. it was pretty much wrestlers and pads. That's, I mean, it's it's arena football at its best. Yeah, so I was just like, I, did you ever watch it, even in like the older version? I watched right a now? few games, but I mean, yeah. it wasn't... Anybody who knows me knows football isn't my forte. But I mean, yeah. I will watch a game here and there. I enjoy yeah. football. It's definitely a lot easier to watch than hockey or baseball for me. Yeah. So, with with it going downhill a second time, do you do you think it'll ever come back a third time? Third time's a charm. They do say that, and it wouldn't shock I mean, me if Vince McMahon thinks that as well. The only thing that sucks is, is I mean, like all those guys were so ready to go and have their moments, and now it's like, hey, by the way, bye. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll call you when we call you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. All right. So the next story. We're going to jump over into some Impact Wrestling news. Woohoo! Yeah, that's right. Something we don't talk about very often. I don't watch the product. I'll be totally honest with you. I don't know the last time was I watched it. Um, <laughs> but I saw this news and I was like, you know what? I think this is interesting enough to talk about. So Impact Wrestling's previously canceled Rebellion pay-per-view, which was originally set uh, to air this weekend on Sunday, April 19th, is now being turned into a two-week TV special to air on April 21st and 28th. Uh, Rebellion will air for free on the AXS TV and Twitch in the U.S. and Fight Network in Canada, uh, along with some international Impact Broadcast partners. Uh, What do you think about them doing this whole thing? Taking, uh, instead of just flat out canceling a show, a pay-per-view, turning it into a two-week special and airing it just on TV along with like a normal broadcast. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, you got to make your money to make your money. Yeah, they're they're doing everything they can. They know right now if they keep canceling pay per views and shows, they're done. They will not survive this economic crisis we are in right now. And I don't care what anybody says. 
even the WWE right now is showing that they cannot financially handle this shutdown that is happening. Yeah, and we'll talk about stuff with that later. Um, now, do you think this is more of a of a sign of good faith for their fans that they're like, okay, you know what? Because of all this stuff, you know, we were going to cancel this pay per view, but instead, you know, what we're going to do, we're still going to do it. We're going to do it empty arena style, like you know, every other company's been doing, and we're going to give it to you for free. I mean, do you think that's what the reason behind it? I would say yes, but I would also assume that at this point, uh, whoever is funding Impact at this point knows that if they had canceled that show, they're also losing a shit ton of money. Yeah. I mean, you've got people who have already done buy rates. You've got people who are already getting paid to be there. You're bringing talent in. So, I mean, one way or the other, you're losing money whether you put that yeah. show on or not. So it's just smarter at this point to break it down and do it the way they're doing it. Yeah. I find it interesting. Do you think that Do you think that WWE would ever do anything like that? Oh, I, you know me. I don't no? like. The shit, I do not like to shit talk people, and I do not like to shit talk what I don't know. <laughs> My personal yeah. opinion, though, no, WWE is not smart enough to know when to back up and try something in a different angle. WrestleMania is a prime example of that. WrestleMania weekend is one of the highest grossing weekends for the WWE with WrestleMania access and the Hall of Fame ceremony. That is a tourist attraction all its own. People yeah. come internationally. People come from different states. Sell out on tickets are just as quick as, like, like concerts can be sometimes. Um, especially when, like, singers and actors and stuff are in their primes. So, WrestleMania was a prime example of the fact that, like I said, it's the first time ever that there was never a crowd. We watched it all the same way for the first time ever. Yeah. I mean, it was, it I don't think WWE would ever back up their their product though to try another 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 way though. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think that they would take that risk. I mean, they have their own network and all this stuff, so I don't think we'd ever see like, you know, mo the, the money in the bank pay per view that's coming up. I don't think we'd ever see them be like, you know what, we're gonna cancel it as pay per view and we're gonna stretch it out. Into no, but they're doing two different weeks. things we're, to that, know, though, too. We're going we're gonna to put it, you know, half of it on, on Monday, where it would be normally be a Raw, and the other half on Friday, where the SmackDown would be. I just don't think they would ever do that. No, but to t take what you said and elaborate it in a slightly different way, you said it yourself. They have the WWE Network, which means they could air things right to that to yeah. save their own ass. They don't have to deal with the pay-per-view companies. They don't have to deal with broadcasting. They could literally run Raw and SmackDown on the network and not have to put it on USA or... Yeah, they could. They I mean, they, to, yeah. they could. Um, but they make too much money from these contracts. They do. And, I, you said and that yourself, is some, that's something else we'll talk about, these contracts. I have that in the, in the notes that we'll also... Um, money in the Bank, though, has had a small tweak made to it for this year. Accordingly, okay. they're having the main event on the roof of WWE headquarters. Really? I hadn't heard that. Huh. It was something I read today. I don't know how much validity is in that, but I was trying to I was trying to come up with something last minute besides the, the thing I sent you this morning. Yeah. I was trying to come up with at least one other groundbreaking thing that happened and stated today. Huh. We'll find out in due times. Or not WWE headquarters, but the Performance Center had, um, Performance. roof. Interesting. Hm. I guess we'll see. All right, so... We have a little bit of sad news to talk about right now. Um, the other day, 
amazing announcer Howard Finkel passed away, age 69. The Fink. Yeah. Let me get your thoughts, John. Uh, I mean, he's the voice of a whole generation, man. He was, I mean, I remember watching uh, WWE home television, like superstar tapes and stuff like that. And, I mean, he was broadcast all over those things, man. It's it was a sad day for professional wrestling announcers everywhere. Fans, announcers, superstars. I mean, yeah, really sad that you know the upstairs gained somebody like that because I mean, like he's a legend, man. Yeah, it was awesome. Like he, he's an awesome dude. Uh, <laughs> such a memorable voice as well. Yeah. Um, he always kind of sh- shined when he was on screen. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, He'll be he'll be missed definitely. It was a tragic loss. So I don't think they released how he passed. So, but no matter how, it's a it's a tragic loss. Absolutely. All right, now we're gonna move uh, from an amazing person in the world of WWE to someone who I really couldn't care all that much about, and that's Ronda Rousey. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tell us how you really feel about the situation, Josh. R- Ronda Rousey decided to double down on all her uh, insulting comments about pro wrestling, you know, calling it fake and calling, you know, how, uh, you know, she essentially kind of, she's like, she was the greatest thing and the fans didn't didn't care. She called them, you know, ungrateful fans and all this shit. And I'm just like, listen, just go away. Like, I, I just don't care. Go away. You were literally handed everything. Stuff that these superstars work years to get Wrestlers, to, bro. and some Wrestlers. some never get there. See, I hundred percent agree with you on that. I was not. You're right. I should say wrestlers because she sure shit ain't. <laughs> Just saying. I'm dying over here. I'm sorry. I can't. You know my personal opinion, man. I hated Ronda Rousey. I told you that. Mm-hmm. And when I told you that. Honestly, the first couple times I was like, mm, Ronda Rousey, I'm not impressed. And you were like, bro, she's putting on clinics. WTF, bro. And I was like, I'm just not a fan. I didn't like the fact that she couldn't come up with her own gimmick. She stole Rowdy Piper's I gimmick. I, I didn't like the fact that she was constantly pulling her shorts out of her ass because I'm sorry, you can't put on real gear. You got to keep your MMA shit up. Yeah. And honestly, hold on, because <clears throat> I want to make sure everybody hears this clearly. She was a no-talent-ass clown. Truth. <laughs> I mean, that I liked what, truth. you know, as she progressed, you know, I did think that she got better. But then her attitude just took a complete nosedive because the fans weren't responding to her the way that she hoped or what what the fuck ever. It's like, well, I mean, you, you, said you, it- you don't hear... John Cena or Roman Reigns going out there and like bad talking the business or the fans like that. You just don't. But I mean, you said it, you said it yourself though. She came in and got shit handed to her. Mm-hmm. The fans are who predicts who is the top, who is not. Yeah. That's why everybody hates Roman Reigns so badly. And we're going to have to edit the hell out of this video because we're not supposed to be mentioning Roman Reigns. I heard we'll get, about we'll that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, so we're, Forgive us now for, you know, saying the name that shall not be mentioned. And I'm not talking about Voldemort. Uh, (laughs) I personally, though, I agree with you. Especially the match with Charlotte and Becky. 
Ronda didn't do much in that match to start. She kind of came in and fizzled her way out of it. She was out of the ring, then she'd get back in, she'd get the toss back out. I didn't like Ronda Rousey at all. I didn't yeah. see the, the hype. I didn't see the fire. I didn't even see the sizzle in the pan. As far as I'm concerned, she is a Dairy Bride product that could just get thrown in the trash because she is fucking useless. That is the yeah. first time I've dropped an F-bomb on this goddamn podcast, and I am pissed that it was at a Ronda Rousey comment and not John Cena. I mean, it happens. I've dropped so many F-bombs, it'll, I'll make up for it. I'm um, just trying to be fucking respectful. <laughs> but it's like, I remember when she did this the first time. You know, when she called wrestling fake and all this stuff. But, yeah. you know, it it was it was a work. You know, because they were, they were trying to turn her heel. And you could tell, because she was still in the business when it was happening. And if it wasn't a work, she'd have just been fired. Absolutely. You know, you know what I mean? But then um, bring, like, a few years later after her but, release. Yeah. So it's like, if this is a work, why the fuck are you doing it again? Right. You know? So it's either... It's either them recycling old stupid shit that was fucking stupid the first time, or it's her just being a complete asshole. And I mean, why not both? And, and and speaking of whether or not it's a work, th- there's a certain uh, big name wrestler who was taking her side and essentially claiming that it was a work. Really? And that's Hulk, and that's Hulk Hogan. Hmm. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't know I I'm not in the privy of it I don't have that information uh, as to whether or not it is a work I hope it's not because I do not want her back nobody wants her back and I I don't see why it would be a thing look why bring her back there's no reason I almost um, stopped watching one of my favorite TV shows because she came on the show and I was like I wait, cannot which one? have this which TV 911 show? Oh, okay. Which, for people who don't follow 911, it's a show about a fire station who has EMTs and stuff in it. And she came into the third season as a paramedic after a tsunami hit the city. And she was on the show for, like, a good, like, six, seven episodes. And there was talks of her becoming a major cast member. I would have stopped watching the show right there. Yeah. I would have been done. Yeah. I just... And, and he wasn't the only – Hogan wasn't the only one that took her side. Uh, of course, her uh, UFC in arms, Shayna Baszler, went to her side as well. Of course. And I'm just like, I don't I don't really like Shayna Baszler either. You know, I – Don't even get me started. I feel like these UFC fighters think they're just they're, – they're too good for the business. Well, if you fucking think you're too good for the business, get the fuck out of the business. Go away. It's just like back when the WWE was leaving the WWF. Get the F out. Mm-hmm. If all this is is fake fighting to you, then fucking go, in the, go out in the fucking alley behind your local Dairy Queen and fucking start your own fight club or some bullshit. But don't talk about it because that's the first rule. You know, just <laughs> get the fuck out of the business if you're not going to respect it. It really pisses me off. <laughs> Hey, Dairy Queen, send me a check. <laughs> I'm going to bring the meatloaf. <laughs> Yo, mom, <the> meatloaf. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and that's, okay, and so in a similar, like not similar, but in a, what I'm going to call a connected story, um, another UFC fighter, 
uh, Colby Covington, I, I, I don't follow UFC, so I don't know who this is, uh, says that he is considering a move to the WWE in 2021 and wants to, quote, make wrestling real again. And yes, he is uh, modifying the Trump slogan of Make America Great Again. He is a huge Trump supporter. Uh, he did an interview recently. He's just all decked out in Trump gear. It is, I'm just like, fuck this stupid fucking guy. And here's the thing. He says he's going to come to the WWE and make wrestling great again. Yet in 2017, he went to Impact Wrestling and did nothing. <laughs> fuck this guy. Fuck all these UFC guys who, who you know what? girls, whatever, who want to come I'm, I'm over I'm just going to sit back for the rest of the podcast and let you talk because this is this is money. I don't care what anybody says. It's this like, is money. I, I don't mind the, the, the wrestlers who go there and then come back like Brock Lesnar. I mean, granted, Brock's not my favorite, but he, he respects the business. Uh, Bobby Lashley, like they started as wrestlers, went over to UFC, came back. But these, these fucking UFC people who just come over here and think that they're just going to fucking run roughshod over, over the, the business. I Shamrock. Oh, yeah, you're right. I haven't thought about hey, him Gavin. in a long time. I haven't thought about them in a long time, to be totally honest with you. But these ones that start over there, come over and think they're just going to fucking rule the roost, fuck them. Well, there was rumors a couple years ago that, um, is his name Conor McGregor? Yeah. I think it was UFC, yeah. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he, a few years ago, was talking about coming to the WWE. I but would be interested that... to see if what he could do and how his attitude would be about the business. I like people who respect the business. Now... Obviously, my training never went far enough to get me into the ring. Almost got me in the ring a couple times. Um, I respect anybody who can come into this business and even contribute to it because obviously this business is a give and take thing. Um, hey man, it got you in the ring. You were in a, you're in a you got tossed over in a random battle royal or whatever it was. Yeah, nobody will ever know it's me though. I was under a mask. I remember that. And then you got punched out by a dude because uh, you were afraid you couldn't take that hit, so you just told him to punch you straight up, and he did. And you Thanks took much. it, like a, and you took it like a champ. Oh man, when you get punched <laughs> out by the unholy riot, you get punched out by the unholy riot. <laughs> Damn straight. Oh man, I hope somebody listening to this tells him he was mentioned today. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, I don't know though, personally. Like I said, I, I want to move on from this topic because this is annoying yeah. as hell. Well, but that was the last bit from that topic anyway. So yeah, MMA we'll... people should not try to come into a business of entertainment when they're used to cage fighting. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. There is a huge difference between sport entertainment or wrestling and cage fighting. Yeah. Like you said, fucking start a fight club. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I want to uh, kind of circle back to, to something you had brought up, uh, and that's this whole uh, – he who should not be named, apparently. Yeah. Mr. Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's ah, right. Come at, come at me, motherfuckers. <laughs> so apparently, Vince McMahon has put a cease and assist on anybody talking about Roman Reigns in the WWE. And I I texted you this this morning. I don't... I understand why. The big dog's off television. Well, big dog's off television right now due to the coronavirus thing. He's Still, doing the whole family thing. He's doing... What he, the only other person that I know of, the only other, I should say, two people that I know of that he did this with was CM Punk and Chris Benoit. Yeah, but Chris Benoit got it for a whole nother reason. And CM Punk got it for what he did. 
All Roman I mean, did, all Roman Reigns did was say, I don't want to compete because of my compromised health. I don't, I don't want to risk catching COVID-19 and dying. I mean, like, let's take a sidestep away from the He literally just got back, like, what, a few months ago or whatever? Oh, yeah. From He's been fucking back for, like, less than a year. Cancer. And it's like, yeah. so what the fuck happened that, did something else actually happen that we don't know about? I don't think something else happened. I think he's legit. Like, I mean, you figure he just got over a battle with leukemia. Yeah. He's got a weakened immune system to start. Mm-hmm. When you're on the road, whether it be for, I mean, yeah, they're in the performance center wrestling and stuff like that. But you've still got other people who are traveling for them and coming in when they can. Taking the step back from the WWE element and looking at COVID-19 as an actual thing that's going on right now. It is affecting everybody's life, whether you realize it or not. Stores are shut down. Stores have different business hours. There are, I mean, you can't even go into restaurants to eat right now. You have to curbside it to go or drive through it or. Can't go to a movie. You can't go to the gym. Can't go to any sporting events or music events. Yeah. I mean, whether people want to admit this is a serious situation or not, this is a whole new time for everybody. In order to leave and go places, you're supposed to wear a mask. I mean, like you're where we are, to... we we live in New York State, and they they dropped the hammer. Oh and yeah, said that if you're in public, you have to have a mask on. Yes, and of course, um, assholes are going to be out there protesting because that's apparently it's like go fuck yourself, you selfish well, dicks. And it's funny too because they're protesting, and I get it. I wholeheartedly get Yeah, protest. you have the right to protest, but you know what? I'm still, I have the right to say, fuck you, you selfish pricks. <laughs> there you go. I um, My major issue with this whole thing is right now is, um, for anybody who's not following, like, the whole New York State side of it, because like Josh said, we're in New York, um, and I know, like, the essential worker thing spans past just New York, but New York is really hammering down, like, if you can stay home, stay home. I was deemed an essential worker at my job, so I'm there. I, luckily enough, work in isolation, so I sit by myself. I am by myself, um, but I still wear my mask when I'm at work because I deal with truck drivers, and I deal with people who are coming in from different states, like Oregon or Ohio. A couple people from Iowa have come in the last couple weeks. So I'm trying to do everything I can to keep myself away from all of that. This is something that nobody was expecting. The WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, Indie Wrestling has taken a massive hit in their, like, everything. Which, it sucks, people. Stay home. If you don't have to go out, do not leave your goddamn house. There's no reason for it. And stop, for the love of fucking gods, everywhere. Stop buying 32 fucking packages of toilet paper. Because it's yeah. stupid. All you people are doing is feeding into mass media. And I, I mean, it's getting off the topic of what we're doing here. And I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Roman Reigns, though, all he wants to do is keep his health up. And Vince McMahon is acting like a spoiled five-year-old bitch. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I love how it went from me being heated to you being heated, and I kind of loved it. <laughs> you know that this is one of those things where, like, it, okay, so tonight, I'm going to record my first 
Simply Sane podcast. You want to hear me talk about COVID-19? Turn into that podcast as soon as it gets posted. And that was Simply Sane with Jay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, podcast dropping. All right, so we are going to move on uh, to the next set of news. And that is uh, what I tagged in my notes as WWE status news. Um, so there, there were a few different things here. WWE was officially deemed as essential business for Florida, which... Let's talk about that really quickly. Let's cover well, that. There, there, there's some other stuff that... Uh, I'm gonna just going to list all the topics and we'll just talk about everything because it's all kind of uh, yeah, uh, intertwined. related. Um, so there's that. WWE uh, resumes live shows because their TV contracts require a certain number of live shows to be done. Uh, which obviously, with them now becoming essential, that works out for them. Hmm. Uh, Linda McMahon, uh, he, she just donated eighteen point five million from her uh, Trump Super PAC to Florida. Hmm. Oh. And Vince McMahon was named as one of Trump's advisors to reopen America. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. And it all happened <laughs> within a couple days of one another. So, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Okay. This whole okay. So when it became when they the first thing I heard was that they were going to resume live shows. That was the very first thing I heard, and I was like, "Really?" I was like, "I mean, I get it, and I guess it doesn't really matter that much because what's the difference between an empty arena live show and an empty arena pre-taped show? I mean, really." What's the difference? Sure. I'm pretty sure you have the exact same amount of people there. Like, pretty much. You know what I mean? What, so wait, what? so there, because this is the first time I'm hearing about this, so I'm just as shocked as anybody else on the podcast um, <laughs> that doesn't know about it anyway. So they're going to start doing live shows mm-hmm. instead of pre-taped. Yeah. But there's still going to be no people in the crowd. Yes. So like it'll be airing on TV live. Okay. Just like no, just like normal. See, and, this, I, and this is because their contracts with USA and Fox require them to air a certain number of live shows every year. Makes sense. And if they don't meet that, then they break their contract and can you know can yeah. be dropped from the from the network, can be sued, all can be have their amount of money that they receive cut. All all kinds of stuff could happen. Which so okay. I understand. A lot of people were like up in arms about it, and I'm just like, it doesn't matter. I was like, gonna say, as long as they're not the letting fans in, that really doesn't make a difference. Unless I'm missing something, sure. Hey, you guys out there, and this goes with anything that we've talked about. Hop on to, to Anchor.fm/slash/OffTheRopesJJ and leave us a voice message. You got a comment? You got a question? We'd love to hear it, and we'll put it on the show, and we will address it. So hop you on there, talk to us, share a message. Yeah. Anchor.fm slash off the ropes JJ. Leave us a voice message. Anyways, back to this. Yeah, I don't I don't see why people are, are up in arms, but that, that that's just me. Uh, and like you said, you, you you seem you seem to be on my page about it. You you know you don't seem to understand. Uh, then the second thing that I heard was them be becoming essential business in Florida, and I was like, really? How how, how does this work? They're they're. I mean, I love wrestling, but. I don't think it's essential. If if all these other sports and things like that aren't essential, 
if all these other TV shows that their productions have been shut down aren't essential? Why is this essential? Okay. And then it came out that Linda McMahon, via her Donald Trump super PAC that, that she has donated $18.5 million to Florida the same day that they became essential. Yeah, coincidental? I think not. I'm just saying, like, maybe it is, but I there's where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, so I'm not a I'm not a big believer in coincidences. And me and you were talking about this the other day. I don't like the smell of this fish. Yeah. Um, and I ain't talking fish. about the halibut in my freezer. I am talking <laughs> about Linda McMahon, Vince McMahon, and Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, which ironically, Trump is in the WWE Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. They are so. close friends with Trump. Uh, and like I said, the other thing was Vince is on this advisor's board or whatever to reopen America. It's it's Vince and a whole bunch of other like uh, sporting agency owners. And it's like, why the fuck should they? Like, no offense, sports are cool and all, but why the fuck should they have any say I over, mean- over the health and well-being of this country? Well, and the wrestlers. I mean, you got to take into account, like I said, the wrestlers are still going to be affected by all those. Yeah. I just, I just, I, yeah, I don't, this whole thing rubs me the wrong way. Um, it's one reason I'm glad that we got things like AEW out there who uh, uh, are just going to do their thing on their own dime and not fucking be all entrenched with all this other weird bullshit, you know? But uh, do you have any thoughts on all this crazy fucking shit? It kind of upsets me. Um, yeah. Not even going to lie. I don't like the fact that... I mean, it, it clearly... It clearly screams conspiracy. Um, obviously, the McMahons are feeding Donald Trump. They get their back scratched. He gets his back scratched. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have no problem with them going the live shows. But I'm going to kind of bleed into the next part of the topic that we're going to go into here. I don't like the fact that you're going to take $18.5 million away from the company, put it in Donald Trump's pockets to do whatever it's going to happen there. Because honestly, I'm, I'm not politically savvy. I don't know where that money is going, and I don't care where that money is going. But I know where it's not going, and that's to obviously the WWE talent. And, and that and, in its own. That's our next set of stories, is all these um, insane staff cuts that they made. There are so many of these men and women that are being affected by this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we started with the whole Rhea Ripley thing. Rhea Ripley's got to go back to um, Australia. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, so she's not wrestling. She's not making money. Yep. Um, or, I mean, she might be still making money, but it still sucks either way. But then... I, would, I wouldn't be shocked if we learn that she gets booted too because she's not there yet still on payroll. Yeah. You know? I mean, they Um, got rid of people who were not there and on payroll. So really quickly, because I know you've got it in front of you, run down the list of people who were either released or furloughed. Okay. So before the big list even came out, I don't know if it was like a few days or a week or whatever, uh, before that, we got the announcement 
that the revival Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder had been released from their contracts. Yeah, which was really sad because me and you were talking about the whole Scott Dawson helping Edge to come back to the WWE. Yeah, I mean that was a big focus in that Edge documentary. That Dash Wilder was a huge, huge. Oh yeah, part. Dash Wilder, not Scott Dawson. Yeah, Dash. Yeah, was a huge part of him of getting Edge back. You know, he was the one when WWE sent Edge a ring to train in at at his place, um, so that you know it it didn't come out that he was making a comeback. Dash was the one that came and helped him to train, so he Which had someone the there with him. him and stuff. So yeah, and, and I, I thought that was uh, Edge is who got Dash into the WWE essentially. Yep. You know, so yeah, I was a little shocked to to see that happen, but yeah, then the other day. A huge list of people came out that were released and or furloughed, meaning um, they they aren't working, but they're still on. They they still work for the WWE, but they are not currently working. So essentially they were like laid off. Okay, so the list of WWE talent that had uh, been released was Kurt Angle, Rusev, Drake Maverick, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Heath Slater, Eric Young, Rowan, Sarah Logan, No Way Jose, Mike Chioda, Mike and Maria Canales, EC3, Aiden English, Leo Rush, Primo, and Epico. And the list of uh, people who were furloughed, which was, I think, mostly producers, was uh, like producers and backstage uh, talent, which was uh, Lance Storm, Billy Kidman, Mike Rotunda, uh, Fit Finley, Pat Buck, Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong, and Sarah Stock. Oh, and uh, Shane Helms as well. And they also let go of some writers as well, whose names I do not have. So that's a that's a list, man. That's a that's list. A, that's a hell of a list. And a yeah. bunch of them had immediately taken to Twitter yeah. and. You know, they're sad. I mean, like... Drake Maverick. He posted this video. He's so emotional. It, it broke my heart watching this video. He He's destroyed. You know, he says in it that, you know, they, they were nice enough to let him continue in this um, cruiserweight tournament that they're doing. Hmm. Spoilers. But, Drake Maverick doesn't win. Yeah. But uh, it's like... He, he even says, he's like, this will most likely be my the, my final wrestling matches ever. And it's like, my guy, see, this this isn't just, oh, you guys will find work elsewhere, this, that, the other, whatever. You'll be fine. You're destroying people's lives. Yeah. Just, like, to save $4 million a month when you just dropped eighteen five somewhere else. Where that would have yeah. been, what, four and a half almost five months worth of those people's salaries. Almost five like, months worth of salary, yeah. You know, and it's like, you guys may be up and running by then. We don't we don't know how this is all going to roll. And I, I mean, just, the sad part is, is, I mean, even if they come back at this point, WWE, will any of that talent want to come back? I, I don't know, man. Anderson like, and Gallows have already talked about a possible jump to New Japan again. I couldn't, like, that That was one of the ones that shocked me the most. I they mean, were he's literally there. right, they were literally at WrestleMania. Yep. I mean, yeah, they didn't have a match, but they were at WrestleMania. And, I mean, Heath Slater posted a video the other day, or it might have been today. 
my days are all mixed up. You'll have to forgive me. But he posted a video, and he's like, I'm not even upset or sad. He's like, you know, he goes, I'm more upset that he's like, you know, I got all this stuff going on with, like, my wife, my kid. He's like, I just, you know, he's like, you can't even be mad. He's like, they're just doing what they got to do. It's a shitty time, man. Like I said, this COVID-19, it's it's putting us all in a different place where we've never been. Yeah. Yeah, this is, it's wild. Um, and it's like, and I'm sure some of these guys will wind up like on Impact, on Ring of Honor, on AEW, go back, I'm back sure. over to, to Japan. Like, I, I strongly believe that we'll see uh, Zack Ryder, or uh, as he is going by his actual name, Matthew Cardona. Uh, if you go on his Twitter page, he switched it all over. He's not Zack Ryder over there anymore. His Twitter handle is now the Matt Car- uh, Cardona. Um, he's got he's got a new shirt that I sent to John, which was hilarious. That just says "Not There." For anybody who doesn't know that reference, is uh, he'd been with the WWE for 14 years. He had survived at least three to four firings. Uh, when you know, like other people, like Crime Time were released, like JTG had been employed with that company for way longer than anybody realized. Um, and when he yeah. finally got fired, Zach started putting on his gear. Still here. And now he's not here. And honestly, that was one of the ones that hurt me the most because I'm a huge Zack Ryder fan. Like, woo, 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 you know it. <laughs> I think you were good the first sense. time. <laughs> yeah, but I was backwards. I think, I mean, it looks good to me. Yeah. I oh. <laughs> I don't we'll know. See. Tell us in the comments which one was right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was it was a shame, you know. There's a lot of good talent on this list, and I hope that they find good places to go. You know? I agree. And well, like I said to you when this first broke the other day, I didn't even know Primo and Epico were still under contract. Yeah. So I mean, like a couple of them shocked me, but at the same time, I'm like, I understand these guys are getting paid, but at the same time, they're getting paid and they're not on television and stuff like that. So I understand cutting corners where you need to. But Gallows and Anderson, like you just said, were at WrestleMania. They have been on Raw and stuff. Like, why? Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, I don't know. Dry throat, not COVID-19. <laughs> you got to be but, specific uh, these days, man. Oh, I know. And then all these, like, producers who got, got like, producers, coaches. It's, it's just crazy to me that, like, Finley has, I mean, granted, they're furloughed, so they still technically work. For the company, but it's just like I don't know, man. It's wild to see just how much it's just been thrown out the door with this yeah. company. I just I don't understand. I just don't understand it. I don't know. To quote you, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And so there's one last thing that I wanted to kind of talk about. Um, I think it was last week they did a. Uh, they did a series of qualifying matches for Money in the Bank. Um, I don't remember if it was Raws or SmackDowns, but it uh, it's whichever brand has Nia Jax on it and, and Kyrie Sane. There's, appa- there's apparently a whole ton of heat online about Nia Jax being put over Kyrie Sane for the spot in the Money in the Bank. And I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on this. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Didn't see the match. Didn't know there was heat. Uh, I know Nia Jax is just coming up off a big injury return. Yeah, she just so came back. Yeah. It's, 
I mean, smart money to put Nia Jax up there right now. Um, not taking that away from Kyrie Sane, because I think Kyrie Sane's an amazing in-ring performer, too. But Nia Jax was pretty much getting pushed to be a champion right before her injury. So it's only right that she's going to come back and get pushed again. Yeah. I mean, the last time we saw her, I mean, that I can remember was WrestleMania last year when she got the shit kicked out of her in the men's, or no, it was the Rumble. Because she took yeah. R-Truth's spot. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't really remember much after that. So, I mean, it's been a while. Yeah, it has been. What about um, you, though? What do you think? Yeah, I don't... The the, the... No, maybe maybe they should have put her up against somebody else. I don't know. There are, There's not ob- many people that obvious Nia Jax. There are obviously only putting three Raw and three SmackDown girls in this match in the in the money in the bank so there's only so many people that you could do these qualifying matches with mm. unless you were going to do some sort of like big winded tournament thing or, or you know what i mean which i think just would i don't know follow me follow me on this amazing idea okay gauntlet money in the bank only six women in the match at the time so like take the rumble and mix it with the money in the bank yep which would mean normal match rules until the last six women stand. And when the last six women stand, it kicks in the money in the bank. Huh. That's fascinating. This is how my mind works in wrestling. I just came up with that off the top of my head. Now, it might sound good. Yeah, it might be a train wreck, but we will find out. Well, I don't think we'll actually find out. But I'll go back to my Vince might be watching this video, and uh, he might just steal that idea. We don't Yo, know. Vinny Mac, if you were listening to this, I got one question for you. What's up with that? <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't get. I mean, like, like you said, Kyrie saying is she's great, but. I don't understand this. Like, I saw a <laughs> lot of heat online about this. And I was like, I do not understand. Uh, I think it's just people who are obsessed with Kyrie and who just aren't impressed with Nia. And you know what I mean? It's just, and, and that happens. So, I get that. While we're talking about Kyrie saying, and we're recording the podcast, I want to reach out and I want to ask people and I want feedback from this. Is Kabuki Warriors a racist label as a tag team name? I mean,. Josh and I have talked about this off and on. We can't decide either way if it's racist or if it's just kind of like playfully funny. Yeah. I'm, I mean, not, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I don't know. I, I mean, I would love to get some feedback from some people. Yeah. I would so, love uh, to hear it. You know, again, head over to anchor.fm slash off the ropes. JJ, leave us a voice message. It is super simple to do. Do that, and we will we'll play that, that shit on on air. It'll be awesome. I, I'm excited which, uh, to hear that. Which J am I? Am I the first J or the second J? The first J. Right. Oh, okay. Because John and Josh. John <laughs> Could be John Wayne. Could be John Cena. Could be uh, John Bobbitt. If you want people hear John Cena rap one more time on the podcast... Well, the first time on the podcast, but the second time on Off the Ropes. Let me know. Because I might just have something up my sleeve, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) I drive ran it past Josh a couple weeks ago. He laughed. Yeah, it was good times. 
good times. So that's all I have. Um, is there anything else that is specific you'd like to, to talk about in this episode? Alexa Bliss has a pig named Larry Steve. That's pretty awesome. That She's is, pretty awesome. I true. love Alexa Bliss. <laughs> I am true. going to marry Alexa Bliss. We'll see. We'll see. Justin Bieber says never say never, bro. Don't be a hater. Hate the game. The fact that you're quoting Justin Bieber, that says a whole lot. Anyways, uh, this has been Off the Ropes with John and Josh. Now make sure to check us out uh, on all of our future episodes. Uh, The next pay-per-view is Money in the Bank, and that is on May 10th. So we honestly, we... We'll probably have another uh, episode before that because oh, that's, almost, that's almost a month away. So uh, I, I'm sure we'll do another episode in between now and then. Um, I have we some fun. Try to get a bunch of uh, wrestlers on the podcast. Yeah. You know, if you watched any of the YouTube videos, you know that every once in a while we have a celebrity appearance. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that it'll always be a big name. Sometimes it could be an independent superstar. But a superstar is a superstar. All the way down from Big Lee Bill Collier, who still owes us an interview, and we owe him Um, I have talked to a couple people. I know Josh has talked to a couple people. Let the bodies at the floor. Yeah, hopefully we'll get some uh, some big names on here. I've reached out to quite a few, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, also, keep an eye out on uh, the YouTube channel for uh, a video that I'm going to post. Uh, I'm going to be showing off this new wrestling board game that I picked up. Hold on one second. John, you, you talk for a second. I'll grab the game. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, for the thousands in attendance or at least listening online, and for the millions who are also sitting at home listening online, are you ready? In the left all right, corner. I'm back. Oh, he's back. Never mind. Okay. So I, as I was perusing Facebook, I came across perusing. perusing. I came across uh, this game called Book It. Book It. The pro wrestling promoter card game, and uh, I I, I had to grab it. It it looks fantastic. Um, (laughs) It seems kind of complicated, so we're gonna figure it out, (laughs) and I'm gonna do a video about it. Sweet. Maybe if we ever finish that Trivial Pursuit game, we could talk about that too. But just looking at the cover, it's kind of cool. It's got um, all these different like wrestler cards, and that's the you know you have to like kind of like build a match and build your promotion throughout it. Um, and the artwork, a lot of the wrestlers are styled after actual wrestlers, but they're not named those wrestlers. Like there's one wrestler, his name is Andy Phenom, white AJ guy, Styles, kind of scraggly hair, wears a sleeveless hoodie that's open with gloves on. You see him right there. Oh, yeah. That's definitely. And the one to the left of him looks like Johnny Gargano. And it's just like you've got. So there's a female version of John Cena, female version of uh, Dean Ambrose. There's uh, uh, a Mick Foley kind of complex. His name is Jack Love. Ah. And so it's like he's, he's got like a tie-dye shirt, but he's also got the red plaid sleeveless. And he's like got barbed wire wrapped around his hand. Uh, so it's like all of his characters kind of wrapped up into one. You've That's got like awesome. a, you got like a, an Oscar. You've got a Bailey. There's a Sabu, a Roman, literally, like Roman freaking Reigns. Like, oh yeah, that's that's freaking Roman Reigns right there. Uh, there's all kinds of people. It's really cool. You got even got 
where you, you can see him right there, right in the middle. Little CM Punk. <laughs> it is. He even got a tattoo on his stomach. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be kind of I'm making a video of, of this and just kind of breaking it down. I think it'll be fun. Break um, it down. And then when all this shit is finally over and and me and John can finally get back together, we'll maybe we'll do a, uh, another we'll maybe do like a game night or something like that. Maybe we'll film that and put it up. It'll be pretty interesting, I think. So uh, I, I'm I'm pretty interested. I'm I'm excited to try it out. I'm always excited. Yeah. So. But uh, do, you, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we... Uh, no, sir. Wrap this I up? think we pretty much nailed it all. I thank you all for listening, though. Um, oh, I'm going to try this tonight. Okay. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> this check, is a little different. Check out, check out Off the Ropes on Twitter, at Off the Ropes JJ. Also, check out the YouTube channel, at Off the Ropes JJ. Off the Ropes JJ is pretty much where we are everywhere Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and that is our anchor handle as well, Off the Ropes. I'm going to drill that into you. Off the Ropes, J.J. Remember it, people. J.J. Jameson, you heard it from him. You heard it. Double J, like Jeff Jarrett, who uh, declined our uh, <laughs> interview request. But he that's was our okay. first no, ladies and gentlemen. That's okay. I, I still appreciate you, Jeff. <laughs> the um, chosen one has yeah. chosen not to come on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, I also will be cross-promoting the big episodes uh, with uh, my other show or my other network, Merc with a Movie Blog. If we do sideshows, that'll all be set still on this channel. But uh, I will still be cross-promoting over there, so be sure to check that out. That's at Movie Blog Merc on uh, all the places that you can pretty much find it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, this was a great show. I think we thought we, I thought we had some great news, and I am really excited for what is to come next, and I hope we don't get any more shitty fucking news. Like Absolutely. we had angering news that we've had uh, this past two weeks. So, uh, again, this is Off the Ropes with John and Josh. I am Josh. I am John. And we are down for the count. Count it. Catch you next time.